Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 3, titled The Coronation. Yet another great episode. This thing is freaking awesome. I love it so much. Uh, It does an amazing job of sort of cementing the major conflicts of this season and goes really deep into the political discourse elements of it, and it's so freaking good. It's so fascinating to watch these political undertones for this final season sort of come to the forefront and be explored in this very deep way. So, uh, I guess we should probably start off with the Korra subplot, seeing Korra train with Toph, and by train, I mean get her ass kicked by Toph over and over and over again. It's just like old times. Toph just beating the shit out of the Avatar. Uh, so we get these sparring sessions with Korra and Toph, where Korra tries to hold her own, but Toph just knocks her on her butt every single time. And Toph's just, like, ridiculing her at every possible opportunity. Tell me what you did wrong. Well, I thought you would... That's the problem! You're thinking! (laughs) Of all the avatars I've worked with, you're by far the worst. Granted, that's only one other avatar, but still. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. It's so great to see Toph go full Toph again. (laughs) That has always been the most fun Thing ever. I also love the whole philosophical rant that Toph goes on at one point, where it was just like, the world doesn't need you. If I learned one thing being chief of Republic City Police, it's that the names change, but everything else is pretty much the same. <laughs> you beat all the bad guys, but new bad guys showed up. Uh, It's a really fascinating point of view. Uh, I love how Toph sort of just dismisses the notion that she separated herself from the rest of the world. And is like, hey, these roots and vines go across the entire world. I can see everything. And and then uh, we get this bit 
probably the most significant in this entire episode, or at least this subplot of the episode, where Toph is like, you know, maybe it's that poison in you that's, uh, that's causing you so much trouble. The little bits of poison in your body. Suyin didn't get it all out, because my children never did get metal bending right, if you ask me. <laughs> so, Toph begins to attempt to remove the poison from Korra's body. Korra refuses to relax, and Toph's getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. And then Toph's like, eh, screw you. If you actually want to get the poison out of you, then... Do it yourself. And, and Toph literally says to Korra in this moment, like, I think you want this poison in you. So that way you have an excuse to stay out of the fight so you don't have to worry about getting hurt again. Which, oh my god. So, we just touched upon a major element of Korra's whole recovery, and kind of a lot of what we saw in Korra alone, but now it's finally put into words. Like, Toph has basically just diagnosed Korra with severe PTSD. And it's truly an amazing moment. It really, really is. Uh, this whole subplot, it's done very, very well in this episode. We'll keep talking about that in uh, future episodes to come. Uh, but we really should get into the main storyline of this episode, which is the coronation. Or as Prince Wu sees it, uh, six hours of just the dumbest spectacle on the planet that is then completely neutered because everything got stolen three years ago. <laughs> so, we have all this coronation prep. Not a whole lot of it is very important. All you need to know is, everyone's there. All the world leaders have shown up, and there's greetings, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. But, we have the coronation itself. Which is... Fantastic. So Wu gets his little coronation thing. He gives his speech, uh, recognizes Kavira, and then Kavira's like, Hey, I want to say a few words. And Wu's like, Yeah, sure, we only got six hours to fill. And then Kavira basically lays out her entire, for lack of a better word, manifesto. <laughs> like, she lays out her entire mission statement to basically take over the Earth Kingdom and proclaim it the Earth Empire. So, Kuvira, in her mind... She says that kings and queens are what drove the Earth Kingdom to this place. And so now, we, we can never go back to that. We can't go back to the rule of arbitrarily 
place dictators like this idiot. So now we are rebranding the Earth Empire and with the support of the people who I conquered, uh, we will take back everything and anyone who comes across our borders, anyone who challenges us will be crushed. This is genuinely a terrifying speech. Like, if Kuvira... If there was any doubt that Kuvira is genuinely menacing, I feel like this kind of crushed it. Because what she's proposing... She's basically proposing another Fire Nation. She's basically proposing the 100-year war again. She is threatening to take over everything... To cause the same brand of chaos again, but label it as order. And what's even more fascinating is Kuvira was put in there to repair the damage done by Zaheer. However, her philosophy, her thoughts on the world are very similar to that of Zaheer. Are very similar to that of the Red Lotus. Except, kind of like Unalak, she's using that philosophy for her own gain. Because who is leading this new Earth Empire? Of course it's Kuvira. So basically, Kuvira just declared war... On the entire world. Much like Fire Lord Sozin all those years ago. And then we get a bunch of conversations of everyone trying to convince everyone else that their way is wrong. So we get a conversation between Kuvira and Bolin where Kuvira is continuing to sort of brainwash him. Like, hey, I, I need you. I need you to help me help people. Oh, that we're, we're being bullied into accepting a stupid king. Like, let's... We need... The, the Earth Empire needs you, Bolin. And then we get, like, this Kuvira-Suyin argument where Suyin tries to get Kuvira to step down and they have this whole shouting match, like, spewing different... Uh, political ideas at one another, spewing different philosophies at one another. Basically, a lot of this episode is debate, which is why I love it so much. Uh, but that doesn't help anything, because <laughs> Kuvira is still going to take over the whole Earth Kingdom and rebrand at the Earth Empire. Uh, we get this heated discussion between Mako and Bolin, where Mako is like, hey, Kuvira's bad. She's a... She's like a brutal dictator who takes over everyone and calls it freedom. And Boleyn's like, yeah, but we're helping people. Like, is your king any better? Like, and they have this whole heated discussion of their own. Spewing philosophies, spewing political ideas at one another. And I also love uh, where the Earth King and Mako are in... Well, Wu and Mako... <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling him the Earth King. He's not the Earth King. Uh, Wu and Mako are in Little Bossing Say, 
And then Wu sees some Kuvira shirts and some Kuvira supporters and just goes nuts. And basically has a mental breakdown and just starts yelling at Kuvira supporters, throwing juice at them. And then Mako has to run away with Wu. Mako has to guide him away to safety. And then after they get away, uh, Wu basically (laughs) comes upon this mock royal palace. And is just like, hey, we're at the royal palace. I need to get on my throne. Hey, here's my throne. Beat a kid. I don't care if it's your birthday and you're playing dress up at what is clearly a kid's mock-up of the royal palace. I need my throne! Like, he's just having a full-blown mental breakdown. Like, he's just going nuts. And then Mako basically just gets fed up with this dude, and is like, hey, do do you even want to be king? Why are you so invested in this? Like, do you want this? Like, act as if you're an Earth Kingdom citizen. Would you want you as your king? And Wu's like, yeah, no. No one's ever talked to me like that before. And we actually see, like, the human behind Wu for once. As Wu kind of realizes that this was never in the cards for him at any point. Like, it just wasn't right. It just wasn't what he was meant to do. And then those Kavira supporters come back and they run away again. Uh, And then we get our ending. So earlier in the episode, Varric sort of picked up a spirit vine. And we sort of saw it for a second, and then it was whisked away just as quickly. So, we get our ending. Where Varric is messing around with a spirit vine, and Kavira is like, from now on, developing this technology is your number one priority. And Varric's like, this is going to change everything. We don't know what this is. We don't know what this spirit vine's going to do. Uh, but it'll probably be bad. And that's where it ends. This is a real good episode. Like, it's very much... It's very much a low-action, all-talk, all philosophical and political discourse episode, but that's why I love it. Like, I love the smaller moments in this story. Like, that's what makes it interesting to me. So I freaking love this episode. Although we will get more flat-out action in the coming episode. So get ready for whatever the hell that's going to be like. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. 
Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 4, Episode 4. Talk to you then.